0: inside out, a jacket that had once belonged to who-knows-who, who-knows-when. She was eleven, but her mouth, clenched tightly against hard work and tears, was that of a hundred-year-old woman. Her nose was razor-sharp, and her lips were thin, her eyebrows furrowed in her determination to survive. He always got there first— and he'd always sit in the same place, between the mountains of coiled hawsers that were each the thickness of one of his arms. A carefully chosen observation post from which it was possible to see the ship and the wharf, and the barges loading crates and bales full of things to transport far away. And you could also see them, sitting on the ground or stretched out, still asleep from the previous day, waiting for a departure they'd longed for and dreaded, a departure they'd secured by scrimping and saving for years. Some of them slept, others looked out to sea as if they'd never seen it before, garbed in the cheap clothing they'd washed and ironed almost as if for a party. The big ship awaited them, two sailors guarding the gangway, suspended in a long pregnant pause, waiting for the whistle that would signal the beginning of boarding. The ship a black beast, colossal, with its immense belly that would gobble them all up, take in everything, objects and people, leaving nothing behind it but the usual terrible emptiness. He sensed her as she approached, silent and lithe as a stray cat, and crouched behind him. He didn't turn around, didn't take his eyes off the line of people awaiting their fates just a few yards away. There was a surreal silence as the sun set, filling the July sky with flame and color. She stared out over his cap at the greasy seawater and the dinghies milling around the big ship like flies around a horse. "'I wonder where they're going,' she murmured. He shrugged. "'To America. Don't you know that they're going to America?' "'Yes, to America,' she replied, still whispering as if she were in church." But where? America is so big. And then, once they get there, what are they going to do? Where will they go? What are they going to eat? They have children, you can see them. The children have to eat all the time or they'll starve. He said nothing for a while. He was chewing on a blade of straw. Then he said, Before anywhere else, they'll go to Palermo, to Sicily. They'll load more people, more or less as many as they're loading here. And the ship came here from Genoa. If you look carefully, you can see there are already other people on board. Every so often one of them peeks out, see? The people who boarded in Genoa have taken all the best places. Then the Neapolitans take the places that are left over, and the Sicilians just have to take what they get. How do you know all these things? Genarino told me. His father's a stevedore. He loads crates onto the ship. The people who are leaving give him a little something extra to make sure nothing gets broken. He's wearing a black hat, you see him, at the far end of the ship. She gently caressed a hawser as if it were an animal. That's not what I wanted to know. Then what? What I meant was, I mean, they're leaving. They're not coming back. What are they going to do? What language are they going to speak in America? What are they going to eat? He shifted suddenly, in annoyance. Is that all you ever think about? Food? They're leaving to get rich, to get a better life. What do you think, they don't eat in America? They sure get more to eat there than here. These people are beggars, miserable wretches. Whatever they find there is better than what they're leaving behind. Because what they're leaving behind is nothing. Nothing at all. She didn't react. She just went on stroking the hawser. A large rat poked its head above the big coil of hawsers she was crouching next to. She stamped her foot on the ground, and the rat turned and ran with a faint squeak. Food's not all I think about. I think about those children and those women following their husbands who are following who knows what. And I think about the ones who stay behind. Just look at them. Right behind the departing passengers was another group children women and especially old men dressed in more ordinary garb parents wives sons and daughters who would wait probably in vain for the emigrants to put aside